0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the search for serotonin. I hope everybody is having a wonderful week. Um... I just want to jump right into this week's episode because we do have our first guest on the podcast, which is my boyfriend, Corbin. So we are going to be discussing our relationship, how we overcome, you know, issues in our relationship, especially surrounding mental health. So we're going to jump right in. And here's the interview that I did with Corbin. Enjoy, guys. All right. So hello and welcome to the podcast, Corbin. Hi. Seriously, thank you for being on the podcast. And today we are going to be talking about mental health and relationships, specifically mental health and our relationship. So we will talk about, you know, how our relationship came to be and what that looked like and then how we are doing kind of today and you know what things we do when mental health issues come up and how we handle those kinds of things so before we get started Corbin do you want to introduce yourself to everybody
1: well my name is Corbin, as you guys have heard uh I am Carolyn's boyfriend that's how I am on the podcast today um I do, I do have ADHD.
0: Um. Yes, that also factors into, you know, the mental health aspect of our relationship. You know, it's not all one-sided with me having anxiety, depression, OCPD. We also have the new factor of, well, new to me, really, of ADHD. So that was a little bit of a learning experience for me as well. But we can talk about that a little later on. So, yeah, like Corbin said, um he is my boyfriend. We met back in November of 2019. Yeah, so we started working together at a restaurant downtown Pittsburgh and he was bartending at the time, I was serving and we probably met like one of my like second or third shifts there. It was like pretty quick that we kind of like met each other and started like talking. But it wasn't until, like, January of 2020 when we actually started, like, hanging out and, like, seeing each other outside of work and things like that. So that is how we met. We started dating about February of 2020. He asked me to his law school prom because, fun fact, Corbin was in law school when we met.
1: Yeah, I asked you to barrister's Ball, a.k.a. law school prom. And then that night we went to the casino and that's whenever I was like, you should just press the buttons. And you were like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to play. And I was like, really just hit some buttons and then you won a thousand dollars. So
0: yeah, never had gone to the casino before in my life. I don't gamble. I don't do any of that. And we walked in the door probably like 1130 at night. And <laughs> It was like It was like the second thing we played and you're like, just hit some buttons. And then we walked out with a $1,000 and we went home and then Corbin's like, oh, you should be my girlfriend. So, (laughs) but no, so we started dating in February of 2020. And then we were dating for about a month before the COVID pandemic hit for the first time. So that was an interesting point in our relationship, because we either were going to have to, you know, quarantine and not see each other, or we kind of went in a different direction where we were like, hey, this is a new relationship, we like where this is going, we don't want to not see each other for a little while you were saying alone at the time in a two-bedroom apartment by yourself. I was living with my sister, my niece, and my sister's fiance was getting ready to move in. So I was like, if we're all going to be stuck inside and we don't know how long, we might as well just, I move into Corbin's, and then you won't have to quarantine alone. And a two-week quarantine turned into now our entire relationship. So it went from just moving in temporarily to kind of just moving in together for the entire pandemic.
1: Right. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the pandemic, um, like you were still going to work and I was still like kind of going to work for a little bit, but we were kind of like, well, it's either going to be you come stay with me or we don't see each other for a couple months, which has since turned into... Two going on three years of a pandemic. So,
0: yeah. So that was a big adjustment because, like I said in previous episodes, before dating Corbin, I hadn't dated anybody for four years and I had never moved in with a significant other ever. So, for after like a month of dating to just make this kind of quick jump into, hey, we're now going to live together and not only live together, we're going to quarantine together where we can't get away from each other ever um it was a really big adjustment I think for both of us because like you've lived with significant others and stuff in the past and you know things like that so you were a little more like used to it but I think it I think it was like better that we did it that way because like we kind of you know when things kind of came up with like issues in our relationship, which we didn't really have that many issues in our relationship, but like when we would have like disagreements or things like that, it's not like you could like storm off and be mad or you couldn't like text fight over it. You had to like address it head on. So I think that really helped us with like, we just were very open and honest with our communication, like right from the beginning. And we didn't really hold that much back, you know? So I feel like that was a benefit for us because now we're like pretty good at communicating things.
1: Yeah I was gonna say I agree and I think it probably is a benefit and this isn't me saying that everybody should just start dating somebody and move in immediately with them but at the same time like you get used to your relationship in your living situation so if you live separately for two years you're used to your relationship living separately but then once you actually move in together you can realize like it's completely different so I think the fact that like we did just have to kind of jump right into it, like you said, we got communicating out of the way and used to living and seeing how each other worked just kind of as our relationship grew.
0: Yeah. And I think it was really nice because during that time period, like I still had a room at Emma's. And so, you know, if at any point things started to not work out, then I had like an escape plan somewhere to go. Like I wasn't stuck in that situation and I wasn't technically like fully moved in for like, almost like basically like six seven months later so I think it was nice because it wasn't like it was like a trial error like a 30-day trial period where I was like oh like I'll just like take some of my stuff over and we can see how it goes but if things don't work out like I can always get out of here and like you have your space I have my space so it's not like we went like all in right away we like gently like eased into it but I don't know I didn't really struggle that much in the beginning of our relationship. I know, like I said, like moving in together early was a big adjustment, but I feel like we were very upfront with each other in the beginning of what we wanted in a relationship. You know, what our kind of like boundaries were for a relationship. Like we both said, like, you know, we'd rather not be cheated on. Like, if you want to go be with someone else, just like, tell me straight up and like wipe our hands, walk away, like clean slate kind of thing, you know? And, um, so like kind of getting all of that out of the way and just having that clear definition of like what we were looking for what we wanted this to be and like where we wanted this to kind of to go right off the bat also made it easier to kind of like lean into this relationship more than others and then just like that living piece of like already being around each other 24/7 like i think it made our like honeymoon period like longer just because we didn't have that much to fight about you know
1: yeah i also think um One of the big things is, like you mentioned, it was a two-bedroom apartment, so we did both have, like, our own space, like, and I think that's something that's important and that we're still really good at today is, I think it's important to have your relationship, but also be able to just be yourself without the other person, like, getting upset, or, like, if you say, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and watch, uh, like, Netflix for three hours by myself I don't get upset or if I do the same thing with video games like you don't get upset we both have our own space where we can go and just kind of be alone
0: yeah yeah I think that's something we've always been really good at too because in the past like we would always have a routine. Like every weekend we'd like get up, I would go do like therapy with Tina and you would get up and go like record your podcast with Drew. And so like, then we would kind of have that separate time to kick off our weekend, but then we could still come back together. And throughout the week, we would kind of have the same routine where we had our separate time to like where I would go to work or you had to do stuff for like class or things like that. And even now, like you know, I have stuff that I need to get done. And then like you said, if you want to go play video games or I want to go watch Netflix or I go want to go read, we are very, you know, okay with giving each other that space and that time. And I feel like we do have a really good balance of yes, being together and living together, but at the same time, we're not like constantly in the same room with each other. Or like, if I'm getting frustrated with things like I can go into my own space and then you have your own space. So we're really good at giving each other like that time when we need to.
1: Right. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so we talked about living in the apartment whenever she moved in, but shortly after she moved in, new people moved into the apartment next to us and they were townhouses. So they all had walls that touched each other and, before that, the people that lived there, we never heard. I, I never had an issue with them. And then these people moved in next to us, and it was just, like, constant yelling. They would play basketball <laughs> just inside their apartment. And there was just a ton of noise coming through the wall. And it was getting to the point where, like, we were in a pandemic, so we were home 24-7. So... Like, while she was working, she was hearing all of this noise. I was in law school. I was getting ready to study for the bar. Like, it was, it just got to the point where we were like, we can't have all this noise. And we were just kind of like, well, we can move into another apartment. Or it's cheaper if you can get, like, a mortgage. And then you work towards buying something. And so we looked at houses for... Right.
0: We went and looked at two houses and the second house we looked at was the one that we ended up buying. (laughs) Yeah, it was really quick because we kind of talked about how we didn't want to do another apartment. We wanted to have our own space. And especially if like we were both going to be working from home and like being at home for a while longer, it just made more sense. So we started looking at houses in January of 2021. And we hadn't even been dating or living together for a year. (laughs) But once again, like we've had, we had had several conversations of like, I'm in this seriously, like we're living together, you know, we might as well just make an investment in us and make an investment in like our living situation. So then moving forward, we're just being more financially conscious and a lot of people didn't understand that decision which was kind of complicated because a lot of people were like well is carolyn pregnant or you guys like getting married like what's the deal and i got a bunch of like really weird looks and a lot of like weird comments and people just didn't understand it but honestly it was just like mainly a financial decision
1: (laughs) yeah really and we also talked about um like before we jumped into it too far like we did talk about how like we were seriously in the relationship for each other and everything like that but we also said like there's a chance like if this doesn't work out but if it doesn't work out then we came up with an idea of what would happen
0: yeah and like we basically planned for like if this were to end what would we do like what would be the requirements like the agreements and you know like we trust each other enough to know that like if something were to happen it wouldn't be like ugly which I don't think it would but if it was like you know we'd be very civil about it and we'd be very like fair to each other And I think that's also a nice thing because like when you're buying a house and you're not married, it's a big decision and a big purchase and a lot of anxiety and stress and like, what ifs, like what could happen, you know? And for me, it was even scarier because it was all in my name, but just having those like open conversations and like, just knowing that like, I could trust you and everything like that. Like it just made it easier because it was just a smarter decision on our part.
1: Right. Yeah. And. There's been the goods and the bads that have come with that, but we just get through them, and here we are now.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, the house is what was, like, the first real test in our relationship, I want to say, because you know, when you're living together for, through a pandemic and it's not really as serious, you know, it was easier to kind of like let the little things go and then just kind of like move on from things because it wasn't as like big of a deal, but then moving into a house and having something that we actually owned, that's when, you know, things started to get hard. And like, we had to deal with like things we had never experienced as a couple. And, I feel like that's when like, you know, things started to get like overwhelming and like I was starting to like get further into my mental health journey and therapy and I started like acknowledging a lot more and like bringing up old feelings and like processing shit that I needed to. So that was hard because I was stressing about that and then stressing about all the new stuff with the house. And then at the time, like you were still in law school and I was working full time and in grad school. So I feel like it was just like this pressure point in our relationship where, you know, like my anxiety and my depression started to kind of like get kind of crazy. And so that's when we actually started, I feel like having like arguments and like fights and things like that which we didn't really have before and that's going to happen in like every relationship that's just expected you know just because you like fight in a relationship doesn't mean like it's a bad relationship or anything like that you just have to like you know get through those disagreements and for someone who had like not so great relationships in the past and then now coming into a relationship where even when I am like anxious or depressed, or, you know, my OCPD is acting up in previous relationships when I had like mental health come up when there was like things going on in the relationship i would just kind of like retreat into myself and i would tell myself you know like you can't fully open up to this person you can't fully show like what you're going through and what you're struggling with because this other person's not going to understand and so i would just kind of bottle everything up and then kind of get to that point where i exploded so when i first started like experiencing issues in this relationship i feel like that's how i handled it, it i i would bottle everything up and get to a point where it's like you know, one minor thing would just be the like push that popped the bubble and then I would explode. And that's not how I wanted to act in this relationship. And that's obviously not how I wanted to continue like moving forward. And it was always nice because with you, you have always been very understanding. You've been very patient. You've never like pushed me into talking about anything. You've never pushed me into like, like saying, oh, you need to get help or you need to do these things. You've always just been very like, patient and you're willing to listen and you actually try and understand like, you know, what I'm experiencing and how you can help and what you can do to like, help me overcome those things. Whereas in previous relationships, I feel like it was always like that kind of same approaches. Whereas like, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you need to get help. And you've never like looked at me that way. And you've also seen me at some like pretty dark low moments in my mental health journey. And you never kind of like hold that against me. So I think it's really nice that like, I finally found somebody that, you know, who is going to treat me this way and show me like the respect and the love that I need to show myself. So you kind of showed me like, On my mental health journey, how to kind of handle these situations because you handle them so well that now when I start to get into those situations, I kind of almost think, well, what would Corbin do? Or what would Corbin say to me if he was here? Because you have just given me like a whole different perspective on like how to go about these situations that I never would have thought of before because my mind just jumps so quickly to like anxiety and then depression and then the whole rat race of things.
1: Right. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, like we are very open with each other and, uh, talk to each other about really anything. Um, but yeah, like, like you were saying with our relationship, there are times where sometimes like you were like, I just need to be alone because you're upset or something like that. And I think it's important to, and it's also something that I have struggled with as part of ADHD, but, um, it's important to realize like the issue isn't with me. Like she, she's upset. It's okay. Give her time to like be upset because being, there's nothing wrong with being upset. In my opinion, I think if people get upset. It's okay. Figure out why you're upset and then deal with it that way. And with ADHD, a big, a big thing is just feeling rejected really easily, even though like the people aren't trying to reject you. So it's hard, but you'd have to just realize like, Okay. She needs time alone. It's not, she wants to be away from you or doesn't want, like, doesn't like you or love you or anything like that. It's just, she needs to be alone. And, and that, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That's a good point to bring up. And like how I said before, like when in past relationship, when things weren't so good, I would bottle it up. And then I would start like, because of my anxiety, I would be like, well, you know, like this is your fault. And I would start blaming myself. And then I would start getting really down on myself. And so then like when, you know, in past relationships, when a partner would like say something to me when I needed my space, then I would just let all of those mean thoughts and like ideas that I were going like at myself in my head, I would start projecting those on to like my partner. And so I feel like sometimes I do do that with you as well, because it's just like a defense mechanism. Like I'm like hurting right now. And instead of like trying to make the situation worse, I'm just trying to like put all this blame and like, put myself down almost. But then like with you, like you said, like you try and give me my space, like you help talk me through it, you help calm me down. And so like, that's also been a big thing for me is like, don't let those anxious thoughts that are like lying to myself, you know, don't let those become the driving force behind what comes out of my mouth. I need to remember that like you know, this person is on your side. Like you're my teammate. Like we're trying to get through this together. We're trying to reach the same goal. So instead of making you an enemy, like I have in the past, like we need to like help each other out, especially like when like you're going through things with ADHD. Like I know your brain works differently in those situations. And like, I don't always understand what's going on, but it's just that like patience piece of like quieting your own thoughts and your own worries and just kind of trying to be like okay well what can I do for the other person in this situation what do they need right now I can't focus on my own like insecurities or self-doubt or worry or things like that what do I need to do to like get them to a spot where they're like calm down enough you know
1: right and uh you were talking about like um arguments and not being against the other person I think that's a Big thing, especially with mental health as well, and relationships, is realizing like when there are arguments in a relationship, uh, it's not like if you're trying to talk through them, even if it's like you're upset with one another, it's not trying to like I'm never trying to win an argument, like I'm just trying to talk through it and like tell my side or something like that. And like you're trying to tell your side, but if you can just work your way through it and realize like, I'm telling my side, I'm not trying to say you're wrong or like, you're wrong. I'm right. That's shouldn't be what arguments in a relationship should be. That should just, you should be able to talk things through. So I think that's a big one.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, I feel like I always do that where I try and like, make it like a win-lose situation because in my head, I'm like, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. And you have to like fight for yourself almost like I get into that, like fight or flight, like survival mode type thing. And then I have to remind myself, like, no, this, like you said, it's not a win-lose situation. It's we're getting through this together. And just because like, you don't see my point of view right away, doesn't mean you're trying to like fight with me or come at me and I don't need to push back even harder. Like, it's just that way of communicating, like you said, just trying to convey yourself in the most like clear, direct way possible. And so I think that's something that we have worked really well on is kind of going from like, just jumping right into like, it getting heated you know we just like have been really really good lately about just you know communicating it in a calm way and I've been better about like just like taking a minute to process things before I like instantly retaliate because like I said with my anxiety like I just get into that point where I'm like I gotta go 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 like you don't even have a time to think about this but it's just like telling yourself no like pull yourself out of the situation for a second and like get that clear mindset again
1: yeah yeah Yeah, and I think another um, important part about being in a relationship where one or both people have, uh, like, a mental health issue is trying to educate yourself about the mental health issue of, like, whatever they're dealing with. Because, I mean, like, I've dealt with depression and anxiety and stuff like that, but, like, I could learn more about OCPD you know and I just I think that's an important too because then you realize like again well it's not me like they're not upset with me or they're not acting this way because of me like it's just they need like just some time or this is what's causing this reaction you know
0: yeah or sometimes it's just like like I said like with anxiety you just have these racing thoughts and so like sometimes like We'll be sitting next to each other and everything's totally fine. But like you can literally like shift your like breathing. And then my like mind sends off into a tangent where I'm like, oh my God, he hates me, he's pissed at me, and like blah, 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 blah. But like you can't feed into that. It's just like when you start to like let your mind go and you start to create these like false scenarios in your head. Like also don't be afraid to communicate that to like your partner and say, Hey, like, I'm just a little anxious right now. Like this is what's going on in my head. Like tell me that's not real or just like, tell me everything's okay. Like sometimes you just want that like reassurance that the other person like is still like there and still like there for you and the right reasons and all that, you know?
1: Right. And that's, I mean, that's a huge part of uh, mental health issues is your brain is telling you things that are just not true, whether it's about your relationship or your job or anything like that. Your brain is just telling you things that aren't true, but you can't tell yourself that it's not true so that's a big that's a big part too is just reassuring the other person like it's not like it's not their fault that they need reassurance just just do it
0: yeah yeah and going back to the part of like doing as much research as you can like to learn about you know what the other person is experiencing we've done a really good job of job of that I know you're constantly looking up different things like about like anxiety and depression. And when I like first started, you know, being with you and the whole ADHD thing, like I couldn't wrap my head around, you know, what fully ADHD was, but then I started watching, you know, different YouTube videos or reading different articles or like when I was on TikTok and I saw somebody talking about like ADHD, instead of just like swiping by, I started like taking note of what people were saying about it. And that's actually how I got to the point of bringing it up to my therapist, like, hey, I might have ADHD because I never knew like ADHD looked like different for everybody. And it's different between men and women. And I think I identify with a lot of the symptoms for women. And so that's how I got to the point of potentially like diagnosing another mental health issue that I am dealing with that I never knew was a thing so it it never hurts to like educate yourself and the more information you have the only like it's just going to make you better equipped to help other people who are experiencing those things not if you don't necessarily deal with them yourself
1: yeah absolutely I think being open with each other um, about how you're feeling like what's going on in your life like all of that stuff I think that's important Um, and I think that's a key to a good relationship especially with mental health issues because it's impossible to know what the other person is feeling you know so I think that's important and then just being supportive of one another like you said like even when you're feeling down or something like that or there are days where I'm feeling down like just being there and just letting them like like I said it's okay to be not okay but just kind of work through it so I, I just really think it's just being supportive and talking with one another I think that's one or two big ways just to make sure that your relationship is better
0: also like another reason that like I really value like this relationship is that I felt like I've never had to like put on a mask like in our relationship you know because in previous podcast episodes along my mental health journey I've talked about how I am really good at masking things or acting or pretending like things are one way when they're not actually and I don't feel like I've ever had to do that when we're together like I've never been afraid to just like be authentically who I am and feel the things that I've been feeling and like we've had our ups and downs obviously like anybody's going to have but um You know, it's just like you... Never look at me differently for that. You never judge me. You never like push me to be any type of way. And so, like, I think that's really great, especially for people with mental health. Because if you have to change who you are and mask who you are and put on this facade every single day and you can't lean on that person for support, then that's not the relationship like you want to be in. Like, you want to have somebody who is going to be patient and kind and still love you and remind you that, like, hey, like, it's not always going to be like this. And I'm going to be here for you, like in the good and the bad kind of thing, too.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's important. You should just be able to be genuinely who you are in a relationship. And if you can't be, then it's not the correct relationship. Because I'm weird.
0: Yeah, that's, I was going to say, that's something you're good at is, like, you are always yourself. Like, you're 100% you. You don't give a fuck what other people think of you. Like, <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many people are, like, are you sure Corbin's not gay? Like, you, he's, like, really, like like, feminine or, like, out there. And I'm, like, no, he just doesn't, like, give a fuck about like what other people think like he's just gonna do him like you know like I paint your nails like we do like you know face masks together like and I've never like questioned that aspect of you I really enjoy that you're somebody who isn't like have too much of an ego or too prideful to be like oh that's like too girly or things like that like you just do you and you do what you want to do and you don't let other people's opinions stop you but no, that was another reason. Like, I feel like our relationship works so well as well is because I'm very like type a and with OCPD, I have that like perfectionism. Like I have to have things my way kind of like control aspect. Whereas you're just so laid back. Anytime anything goes wrong, you're like, we're, it's going to get figured out. It's all going to be fine. I'm not stressing. I'm just going to relax. And so having that, like, Opposing personality and opposing way to like deal with things. I really think we also balance each other out in that sense. And like I said, like you approach situations very differently than I do, but that's good because when I am like anxious or depressed, you kind of pull me out of that mindset. So you have like really reframed how I deal with like situations, especially when I'm struggling mentally. And like, you created like a very like safe and loving space for me. So like, even though like we had just like started living together, like really early in our relationship, I felt very like safe and comfortable in our situation, in the environment that we created for ourselves. And so because of that, I was able to start like actually leaning more into my mental health journey. And I was able to start like you showed me how I should be treated and how I should treat myself almost like with that self love piece that I always like, you know, I'm really hard on myself, but you showed me like how to be nice to myself. And even though like bad things happen, that doesn't mean it's always my fault. And you've always like, always told me like, you're the best, like, No matter what happens, like even when I don't feel like even when I'm depressed as shit and I want to die, like you tell me how great I am and you remind me of my worth. And so like that's really helped me on my internal self-love journey because like now when I get to those spaces instead of just like saying like, oh, like kill yourself or you don't deserve to live or you fuck this up, you know. I just remember like how you talk to me and I talk to myself that way. So it's really important to have somebody who is going to be like your cheerleader as well. Not only like your partner, your best friend, like they make you laugh, they make you feel loved, but they remind you of like what you deserve to be like treated like, you know, thank you so much for being here today, Corbin.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Tell the people where they can find you.
1: Um, You can find me on Instagram at c four zero seven, and she'll probably just tag me in a picture so you can just follow me that way or also shameless plug my friend and I have a podcast that we're going to start doing again soon which is it's called below the bar not sure how many people will be interested it's not mental health related it is related to the legal field but we, we just make fun of cases. We think it's fun. So you can follow us at below the bar pod on Instagram, I think. And yeah.
0: All right, guys, we are wrapping up the episode here. So if you liked this week's episode with Corbin and I, if you want to go check out the full unedited video recorded interview, you can check that out on my Patreon. You can find the link to subscribe to my Patreon in the show notes, and you can also find it in the Instagram bio at the search for Serotonin on Instagram. Go ahead and give the podcast a follow. Check out the Patreon. Each week, every time we have a guest, I will be uploading a new video to the Patreon, so then that way you guys can watch the entire recorded interview with our guests, and you will get the full behind the scenes story. I won't be editing those interviews at all. So you can go ahead and check that out if you want to see more with each week's guests. All right. Thank you guys so much for another week. As always, if you enjoy the pod, go give it a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you're following the podcast. And as always, if you think you know somebody who might benefit from this week's information, go ahead and share this podcast with your friends, share it on your story, just spread the word for people who you might think might enjoy this. All right, everybody have a safe and wonderful week ahead, and I will see you next Monday. This week's song is Without You by The Kids Leroy. Corbin chose Without You by The Kid Leroy as his song picked for the week. Um, He chose this song because it is one that we both listen to a lot and it has been a big part of our relationship. I know it can kind of be seen as like a breakup song, you know, talking about living without the other person. But I think the line that really corresponds with Corbin and I's relationship is the chorus part, which says, you know... And it hurts for me to think what life could possibly be like without you, you know, just not wanting to live life without that other person. And I think since Corbin and I have gotten together, that has really been, you know, just our mindset for this whole relationship. So if you guys want to go check out Without You by The Kid Leroy, you can listen to it on the Search for Serotonin Spotify playlist, which as always will be linked in the show notes. All right, guys, have a great rest of your week. I love you. See you next week.